The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Woof. That was a really quick woof. I didn't really even have time to take a breath. I normally, like, take a breath and, like, I'm like, ready, wait for it. <gasps> Just so I have enough breath to say my little intro there. But I think we got through it all right. Kind of talked about it longer than I should have. But, uh, yeah, welcome back to Far Lands or Bust. Far Lands or Bust. Where the spiders, they roam free and the skeletons burn in the sunlight. Am I right, Wolfie? Woof, I am right. I'm always right. Oop, I want to get rid of the cobblestone, not the dirt. And continue on. To the west in episode... Whoops. In episode 504 of the series. Thursday, September 10th, 2015 is the date. And $2,651.02 is... The amount we have raised for Child's Play Charity thus far for Season 6 of the series. Overall, we've raised more than $335,000 for Child's Play Charity since June 2011 when we started the fundraiser. But uh, starting with a a fresh, new, uh, crisp, (laughs) crisp, (laughs) clean Child's Play Charity uh, donation widget on the farlandsorbust.com homepage... We are up to $2,651 of $60,000. That's about 4%. So you can keep going there uh, to donate, to help get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. Great cause, as always, as always. And uh, as always, looking forward to doing more more work with them uh, as we continue on here. Wolfie, can we can we get a Wolfie spawn? Because we've been boating for quite a while. Wolfie spawn? There he is. All right, Wolfie spawn. For those of you who don't know, the the dog, the wolf, the wolfie, uh, will not spawn if you're in a boat unless you go near one block deep of water. Any deeper than that, and the dog will not spawn. I did a little, little bit of Farlands of Bus trivia here back in the back in the twenties, <laughs> the episode twenties. I tamed five. Did I have four or five? I think I had five wolves because it was just added to the game when I was playing at that time. So I tamed five wolves, and boy, they were annoying. They kept pushing me off cliffs and getting in my way and breaking my boats. I traversed a large ocean, and they never respawned. They never spawned next to me. So there are still somewhere out there, way back in the beginnings, the vast emptiness of the Far Lands of Us world, five tamed wolves who are not sat down or anything, who uh, are simply waiting to teleport. Uh, but that was all right. That was kind of a, a good riddance moment. I'm like, all right, that was that was the best outcome for all of us involved. Uh, and then a few episodes later, I decided I saw two wolves. I had one bone, I think. So I'm like, all right, let me just try to tame one wolf. And all it took was one bone, and we got Wolfie on episode 32. And uh, we continue to trek. We continue to trek towards these far lands now. 400 episodes later, 400, whoa, 500 episodes later, really, technically. Uh, and and we're doing all right. Not that much of a burden. A few burdensome occasions, but uh, otherwise, it's always good to have a companion, I suppose, keep you company. 
But yeah, continuing on. I do ha I'm a little if can I I'll can I can I speak? Can I can I are you listening? The uh, I'm a little bit out of it today. I did a live stream yesterday, like a two and a half, three hour live stream, three and a half hour, I don't even remember, honestly. I uh, did a live stream yesterday, that always drains a lot of the energy out of me. But I feel a little bit, I don't know if I'm getting sick or something. Uh, here, let, let, I'll run it down. Let, let me run down what has gone on here. I'm not sure I slept really well. I talked uh, previously, a while ago, pretty popular topic actually, about uh, sleep paralysis as a, as a condition, a, a happenstance that I am familiar with. Sleep paralysis is where you're, uh, there's neurological, psychological uh, definitions. Look it up on Wikipedia. There's, I'm sure there's millions of pages and sources and whatnot, but it's, it's where you're kind of... Your mind has woken up from sleep, but your body has not. It's this strange kind of limbo between REM sleep and, and awakeness. Normally there's like a smooth transition, uh, but it's kind of a thing that happens where you can wake up and you are aware of your surroundings. You can see, uh, you might even be able to hear, but your body doesn't respond and it's freaky deaky. <laughs> it's something that'll really screw screw with your mind. Uh, and there's uh, much folklore about it. Uh, you know, people think uh, back in the, the olden times before they understood how the brain worked. Oh, there's a demon on your chest because it feels like there's a great weight on your chest because you can't move. It's like, oh, like the gravity is suddenly you're on Jupiter or something. Uh, so I've talked about how I've had experience with that. And as I've gotten older, every time it happens, I'm like, okay, I understand what is happening here. It still freaks me the heck out, man. But I kind of understand what's happening. Let's try to work through this. Uh, the problem I have is I try to wake myself up, but then I end up waking myself up into another dream where I have sleep paralysis. It's it's a great time. Good stuff to be happening. Terrifying things. Uh, but this is another thing that I don't know if I've talked about. Uh, but I recently, just last night, I experienced it. Uh, I, it only ever happens, uh, you know, it happened a lot when I was a kid, but it's, I, I've looked it up, I was like trying to, oh, what is this, what is this, I tried to like, uh, it's the, okay, when you're trying to sleep, uh, but like things, uh, your perception, your depth perception, like it, it seems like the walls, you know, instead of being like four feet in front of you, like four feet away from my bed, whatever the, the wall is, it's like 30 feet away, and like the room is huge, and you're tiny, uh, there's actually, I was just searching around, what does this mean? What is this uh, called? It's called, apparently, Alice in Wonderland Syndrome. Uh, there are scientific terms uh, that more accurately describe it called dysentropia, dysentropia, which is like the dis, uh, a disconnect between perception and more specifically macro macro, I don't know how to pronounce these words, macropsia, macropsia, macro, and then there's micro, which makes it seem like everything is tiny, like the walls are closing in on you. I don't experience that, I experience the macro. Uh, also, tele, telopsia, tele, tele, like telescope telopsia, which uh, is things are further away, the walls are further away. Uh, that's another freaky thing, it's probably related to sleep paralysis, it happened quite often as a kid when I was sick. Most often when I was sick, I had the cold or the flu or something. I'd be trying to go to sleep. Ooh, that's a neat waterfall. That's a very neat waterfall. Trying to go to sleep. And I wouldn't be asleep. I'd be in my bed, but like opening my eyes, the walls would be very, very far away. 
and uh, kind of, you know, sounds would be loud. Like, I'd try to turn over to forget about it, but, like, the rustling of the sheets were really loud, uh, almost like you're in a huge, like, canyon or something. Speaking of being in huge canyons, this is a really neat place that we kind of just walked through and forgot about. Nice little tree up there. Nice, nice floating island. Neat. Uh, maybe I'll take a picture. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. A rare picture without Wolfie in it. But that's alright. Uh, so yeah, it's been a long time since I've ever experienced something like that. But last night, trying to fall asleep, I like started to get that. And it, it, like I said, it normally would have only happened when I was younger, like less than 10 years old, 10, 12, 15 years old at the most, maybe, when I was sick. And I'm sure it's happened a couple times since then, but this is the most recent. And it's really strange. Didn't sleep well because of it, obviously. It doesn't last forever. It doesn't last the entire night. It's just like as you're trying to fall asleep and reading, once again, reading the Wikipedia entry, it, it is often associated with uh, being close to falling asleep or a lack of sleep. Uh, I perhaps was very tired from live streaming, which is why I mentioned that. Uh, it's also associated with migraines. I didn't have a headache. I didn't have a headache. I, I don't have migraines. Maybe that is a migraine, but it's like my own body's reaction to migraines. Uh, taking uh, LSD. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I haven't dropped acid anytime soon, uh, <laughs> or lately. Um, I think so. I, I think I, that would be accidental. I, I made uh, I, I made some uh, a rice dish last night, and I'm pretty sure I'd, I added paprika, not LSD, um, and uh, brain tumors. <laughs> These are the things. So when you look up conditions on the internet, suddenly you have a brain tumor. Ah! Uh, so that's fun. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so yeah, I just I felt like bringing that up because that's kind of a, a, a strange thing, is it not? And I, I do remember, I distinctly remember, say, six, seven years ago, maybe even more than that, there was an article, uh, a blog post on Boing Boing about it, and I'm pretty sure they called it... Alice in Wonderland syndrome, and it was really interesting because then the comments of that post, they was just like, oh, this is a neat thing. Not not a neat thing, but here's a thing that science is trying to learn about. Uh, the comments, like, exploded with all these people who had similar experiences and were like, oh my gosh, I never knew what to call that. I thought I was the only one uh, who, who ever dealt with that, and I thought I was, like, going insane or losing my mind as a kid, and it was really, like, you know, traumatizing, but now there's, like, a thread of like 50 people who are saying no I had the same thing this is like this thread became like a support group uh, but yeah that that happened to me last night and it was really bizarre and I feel kind of off today I do have like a little bit of a head pressure thing here uh, so I might be taking it easy today with the the video recording but uh, let, let's go to sleep hopefully hopefully things appear normal when we go to sleep here and uh, we'll continue in the morning in Farlands Bust <laughs> Ah, it's the thing. It's the the syndrome. I was just holding shift. That was a joke. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't say all that just to make that joke. But yeah, no, that was real. As any, in the comments, uh, I know. Like I said, when I talked about sleep paralysis, it got quite a response, being like, "Oh yeah, I've experienced that." Alice in Wonderland syndrome. Is that something anybody has experienced? Uh, and and hopefully now you know that you weren't alone. <laughs> You're not the only one who had this weird eyeball 
I thought like something was wrong with my eyes. Obviously, I'm like I'm going blind. My eyes are like falling into the back of my skull because like the wall is not that close anymore. It's miles away. Maybe not miles, but it just seems like say you're in a a bedroom that's like. Uh, I don't know, 10 feet by 15 feet? Suddenly it feels like it's a bedroom that's 40 feet by 50 feet, you know? It's not extreme, but it's just like enough of a perception twist and the perspective is like really extended uh, that uh, it really throws you and you like try to close your eyes and turn around and hope it goes away, but every time you open your eyes it's the same thing. It's it's really bizarre and you're awake. Or at least I think you're awake. Uh, again, this is one of those really th tough things that's hard, difficult for science because it's perception-based, it's difficult for science to kind of measure and test, uh, you know, except that they just can compare, you know, people who have this as a symptom will also blah, blah, blah. They'll, they'll be dropping acid or, you know, they'll, they'll be, uh, they'll have a brain tumor or something like that. Maybe I need to go, is that like an excuse to go to, could you just scan my brain just really quick? I just want to make sure about a few things. Uh, that, that'd be really helpful if you could just, uh, you know, make sure my insurance covers that. Uh, that'd be great. Just, just a quick brain scan. That's all I need. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Where do I sign? Um, yeah, that was, yeah, so I'm, I'm a little bit out of it today. Ow, Wolfie. Uh-oh, uh-oh, Wolfie. All right, well, speaking of Wolfie spawning on, uh, one block of water, that happened right there. I guess we can get back in a boat. Nothing bad ever came of that. Um, not on a full heart. So yeah, very interesting. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm the only one <laughs> here, but uh, perhaps perhaps in the comments. And like I said, there's like different varieties of it. Like there's the far away telescopic stuff, but then there's the micro, which makes it seem like, you know, that's the Alice in Wonderland part is suddenly it feels like you're huge and like the walls are closing in on you and suddenly you're not in a 10 by 10 bedroom. You're in a you're in a one foot by one foot bedroom and it's like closing in around you. You're in a little cardboard box. I don't know. It's really a bizarre thing. Like I said, as a kid, uh, I'm assuming that has something to do with like your your brain is growing or something like that and new new neurons and electrons and bosons are being formed in your brain and uh, causes some weird dis disconnect like that. I don't know. But yeah, anyway... Uh, that that's strange. So hopefully I'm not getting sick. Like I said, that's when I would often that's when I would often uh, experience that is if I had a cold or a flu or something. I did just last week get back from PAX. That would be quite quite the gestation period of an illness, but uh, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, like I said, I'll take it easy today. But anyway, let's uh, let's take it easy by recording a video and walking to the Farlands. Woo! Uh, let's let's answer some of these questions. I did. I teased. I teased some questions at the end of the last episode because we had some different awkward questions that we answered. Uh, whoa, Wolfie! I got pushed down that cavern. Let's answer some questions. This one from Car Dude 2015. Car Dude 2015 asks car questions. Which game infuriates you more? Dirt Rally, as of the current development, or Spin Tires? Uh, I've actually started to like Dirt Rally. Specifically, I'm glad I was, I kind of was going to give up and take a break from it, the, the rally part of Dirt Rally. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with the Rally Cross, the Rally Cross part of it, uh, which is when you're racing against other cars and 
little oval, you know, circle, uh, you know, lap tracks and stuff like that. I'm actually having a lot of fun with that. So I'm glad I, I'm glad I saved my dirt rally credits and and bought into that series and I'm doing a championship there. So that's fun. Uh, so overall, spin tires, spin tires is by by far the most frustrating. Uh, if you did watch the panel or saw pictures at PAX or met me at PAX, you may have noticed I was wearing a Spin Tires t-shirt. I was doing so ironically. That was a very... that that was humor, my friends. That's my idea of humor. The the game that I've, I've closed and stopped the series and, and thrown my arms up and said uninstall, I will wear the t-shirt to PAX Prime at the panel. So that's, that's that reason. But uh, Spin Tires is frustrating simply because it had the potential, but I think it was stifled by by its publisher and uh, kind of a lack lack of support from that end because it ended up from from what I hear from the grapevine it was just one dude, one sole programmer uh, who was working on the project and uh, it kind of was just left to falter. Uh, I mean, it was really cool technology. I got that T-shirt by supporting their Kickstarter, which I don't. I rarely support Kickstarters, but I remember playing that demo. That uh, it was a technology demo, tech, tech, uh, tech demo, tech. Uh, yeah, that's what they're called, tech demos uh, for spin tires. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. This is like, I love driving games, and this is like totally unique of a driving game that is not like anything else I've ever played. And the terrain deformation and. The mud and the trucks and the realism, uh, the views kind of weird. The little over-the-shoulder view is a little bit different, but I can see this going places and becoming a fully-fledged game with this, that, and the other. And uh, it just stalled out. And then there were, there were, you know, it was okay. It was okay, uh, but then there were updates that made it less okay <laughs> that removed trucks from certain maps. Uh, and then after you, you know, you play one map. Okay, that's really hard. That's a hard game. It's frustrating. Uh, but let's try another map, and you're like, wait a minute, this is the same, you know, copy and pasted element, this is the same ravine I traveled through in the other map, and the same road bump right there, and uh, it got a little bit fun when I started playing around with the crane thing, I mean, that was a fun thing, but then some of the maps, a lot of the maps, most of the maps don't even have that, uh, which is really sad, and uh, it just uh, was, was very disappointing. It's disappointing because we know it's not going to get fixed. Dirt Rally, uh, you can be optimistic about because they're still working on it. They're adding things like Rally Cross. I'm looking forward to more hill climb maps so we can actually do a, a legit hill climb uh, championship. And uh, they've added multiplayer, which we haven't tried out yet. But you know, it's it's still the potential is still there. Whereas Spin Tires, ah, woo, Spin Tires is uh dead in the water dead under the ice frozen under the ice it's it's a it's a sad day for spin tires uh so yeah car dude that that is that answer right there daniel asks what was your first job how did the interview go the most awkward moment that you remember in your life related to that job or just in general um first job was at a a pet store a pet supplies store excuse me uh, I was, what was I, 16? Probably 16, 17? Maybe I was 17, but it's kind of like the time where, like, whoop, you know, my parents said I had to get a job, because that's the time to get a job, I suppose. Um, and they just happened to be hiring. I was just going around to different places, 
applying or whatever, and that was the place that decided to hire me, despite the fact that at the time I only had Speedy, obviously, but I wasn't a pet person. I didn't know anything about dogs or cats, which is the vast majority of customers who go into a pet supply store are asking for. Uh, I kind of ended up being stock, st a stock person uh, on the floor and, and in the back and whatever, and occasionally had to do the, the register, which I hated. I hated it. It was the worst. Being on the register was nightmarish. Uh, I was there only like three months or something. Uh, how did the interview go? I don't even remember. Interviews don't matter when you're applying for a minimum wage job. At a pet supply store when you're when you're 17 years old, I obviously didn't have any experience. I didn't have references or anything. I don't even I don't even remember. I've mostly blocked that whole situation out of my uh, out of my memory. I'm afraid. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll be very happy if 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 I never ever ever have to do any sort of retail customer. Uh, customer uh, interaction or, or, or anything of the sort at all ever again, or even have to work a cash register. I ha that, speaking of dreams and nightmares, I have dreams and nightmares that I'm like back at work. Kind of like the dreams and nightmares where you're back at school and you didn't study for a test, uh, but I'm back at work and I don't know how to work the register anymore because it's all very confusing and I need a manager to do a return. You know, it was <laughs> those, those are the nightmares that I have in between my moments of Alice in Wonderland syndrome. Uh, so yeah, not 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 fun. Uh, most awkward moment. Um, again, probably things I've blocked out of my memory. Most awkward moment. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Oops, is that a spawner down there? No. Uh, No. Hmm. I I went to the movies with my friends, like three of my friends, and when we got there, I was driving. I parked the car and forgot to put it in park. <laughs> and as we all started to exit, the car started to roll a little bit, and I'm like, "Oh God!" Um, and. Uh, I don't know if that was the most embarrassing moment, but that was very embarrassing and kind of ruined my night. I'm like, I feel like an idiot. Oh, Wolfie, you don't need to be up here. Thank you. Um, but yeah, didn't hit anything. I like quickly slammed on the brakes and, and yeah, obviously you had to start the car back up to put it back into park. Automatic transmissions, everybody. These are some problems that we have to deal with. For those of you in the European countries who make fun of us for having automatic transmissions, they're not all simple, huh? Bet you wouldn't know you had to put it in park, screw bags. Uh, so let's uh, let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. And awkwardness. Speaking of awkwards, I'm about to answer an awkward question here. As promised in the last episode, um, let's make more boats. We're using a lot of boats today. Wolf, yeah, Wolfie knows. He's like, gosh, I gotta keep teleporting and whatnot. But yes, speaking of awkwardness, Anani Mouse, ah, uh, ah, uh, I see what you did there. Anani Mouse says, or asks, what are your thoughts on the furry fandom? If you were to make a 
Fursona, is that literally what they're called? That's embarrassing. Fursona, what species do you think it would be? From Anani Mouse. Are you a mouse? Are you a furry mouse is what you are? Um, <laughs> so what do I think of the furry fandom? For those of you who don't know, furries are... is, is a hobby? A lifestyle? <laughs> A philosophy um, who dress up in elaborate animal anthropomorphic is that that's not the word at all animal costumes and great if it makes you happy and you're not hurting anybody and you're not forcing it on anybody and and everybody's having good clean safe fun then by all means have that furry fandom hobby of yours, but I'm going to reserve my personal right to think it's really weird. <laughs> um, can we agree on that? I I mean, no, there's no, no uh, judging. I'm not judging. I'm not, I'm not uh, putting anybody down. And, and please continue with your, your, uh, your awesome little hobby or whatever uh, it is. But I, I will continue to think it's a little weird. <laughs> and probably I would not be one to approach, uh, nor allow to be approached by anyone in their full furry getup. Uh, it's, 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 it's a little weird. Can we agree on that? A few of us, maybe, who aren't? Yeah, it's a little weird. And like I said, totally fine. Please, by all means, continue on. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm... Oh, I need pigs. Speaking of... Speaking of... Animals? What? Whoa! Careful, Wolfie! Jeez! <laughs> Got you bonked upside the head. Uh, what if I was a furry... Fur, fur, what, what was the terminology again? Fur... Fursona? <laughs> uh, I, I have no idea. I can't... I can't even imagine that I can't even put my my mindset into that. Can, can you be a turtle? Is that? That's not even... They don't even have any fur, so I don't even think that counts. Um, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I mean, all I ever see are, like, dog, dogs and wolves and bears and things. I don't know what sort of options are out there or available. What are, what are the options? What, 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 am I, what am I choosing from here? What's... What's the agreed-upon... These, these pigs are dry! What's the agreed-upon choices? Um, obviously everybody's gonna say, oh, wolf! Oh, because your, your name means wolf in Icelandic or something, and uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> not, not really, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to bow out of the second part of that question, but the first part, by all means, continue on uh, at a safe distance from, from me. Uh, <laughs> so, I answered that question. Are you happy? Uh, let's see. From, let's see, ba -ba 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 Oh, here we go, from Eric. I'm really looking forward to Ridley Scott's adaptation of The Martian coming out in October. Are you, like, is that, is this like a backwards commercial that you're giving here? Um, so I was wondering if there are any movies, if any, in the fall or winter that you're particularly interested in. Uh, also, if you uh, saw any movies over the summer, what did you see? What did you think? Or what was your favorite? 
Um, mine was Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, I saw that. That was good. I talked about that. Um, there really haven't been that many good movies uh, released lately. Have there been? I saw the uh, Mission Impossible. That was entertaining, but otherwise forgettable, I think. What else? I don't know what I'm looking forward to. The next James Bond movie, I suppose, which is coming out soon. I'm looking forward to The Martian. Here's a little anecdote. Uh, everybody has been telling me ever since it came out that, oh, you should read The Martian. You'll really enjoy it. And I keep saying, I don't read. <laughs> I know it's a terrible thing to be afflicted with, but I just, I simply don't read. Uh, it was on sale on Amazon's Kindle store for like a buck ninety-nine or something like that. So I bought it for my uh, tablet. So I don't have a reader, but I have a, a tablet. So I'm like, I'll try to read this on the plane on the way to PAX. Uh, I did. I got uh, halfway into chapter two, and that is the last I've ever seen of it. I just simply don't read. That was like the entire, like, it was like a two and a half hour flight. That's as far as I got. I didn't read the entire flight, maybe an hour. I'm a really slow reader. I might be dyslexic. I don't know how you test for that stuff. I feel like that would have been determined at an early age, so possibly not, probably not, but I'm just really slow and uh, it takes me a long time to understand what's going on uh, or like the words that I'm reading. I don't know. It's weird. Um, I it, it was It's cool. It, I, I do kind of like the... It, it's very casual. It's not too complicated. Like a lot of times novels and writers try to get a little bit too poetic and symbolic with their words. This is very direct and very short sentences and very deliberate kind of... There's no dialogue to read through because it's all uh, internal narration uh, from the first person there. Uh, you know, it's it's written as a as a, uh, a journal, a log. Um, the thing, obviously, I only got a chapter and a half into it, but the thing I'm ki I was kind of missing... Uh, was, like, some emotion. Uh, apparently that comes later, from what I hear, but, like, I needed some sort of emotional reason. It was just all science and survival and add this, this, this to that and makes this for this and this plant does that. And, you know, uh, I, I needed some reason to continue to care, which I think, like I said, I've, I've heard from what I've heard that comes later in the book, which would make sense. Uh, but for me... Personally, like, space and space flight is, is kind of a very emotional kind of humanity type of thing that, that it, it, gets you, it gets you right there, right, right in the heart places. So to have that missing is, is a little bit uh, off-putting from the get-go. But yeah, I'll probably not ever continue reading that. Uh, so I got my buck 99's worth for a chapter and a half. Uh, but yeah, I just can't read. <laughs> I, ca I can't read. Uh, which is nothing to make fun of. People, There are people who are can't read. or whole communities or, or societies and stuff. But it, it's just tough for me. I'll, I'll go see the movie. I, I've been, I have been, however, avoiding the trailers. Because apparently a lot of the trailers they're showing are very spoilery uh, as to what happened. So I, I have been avoiding the trailers. But I'll go see the movie. I'll go see the movie. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that one, the next James Bond. I'm not sure... Uh, nothing else is really, like, popping out at me. The Star Wars... Star Wars, I am... cautiously optimistic 
for the next Star Wars film. Not so optimistic about the fact that they've already like announced three more films by three different directors and three different storylines and all the toys and the this and the that and the capitalism, hooray! But uh, we'll, we'll stick with the, the immediate one that is going to come out first that I'm cautiously optimistic about. When does that come out even? That's, that's not even like this year, is it? That's next year, isn't it? Or am I wrong? Or am I right? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, thanks thanks for that question about the films and whatnot. Uh, is there a quick... quick? Uh, this one from ASDFHI2000. What do you think of comic book movies? Speaking of movies, themes we're sticking with. Are you excited for Captain America Civil War, Batman vs. Superman, Avengers Affin- Infinity War? I've, I've, I've seen them, and to me they're all the same. I'm getting a little bit tired of the, oh no... Some angry alien or god or, or or billionaire, tech billionaire, wants for whatever reason to make an army of sentient robots or aliens or, or invasion force to, for whatever reason, take over the world or destroy the world. That is kind of a reason that is unknown to us, but he wants to do it, so the Avengers have to overcome their differences, so the superheroes have to get over their their problems and and come together and and oh oh during the climax they're going to everything's going to be lost the buildings are going to be collapsing more things are going to be coming out of the portal and uh tony stark is going to be almost dying and you think and oh it all it all seems lost and and nobody can win but then oh right at the last minute something happens uh all hope was lost until hope is conveniently uh, found for the plot and they defeat the army and the bad guy, and and uh, they live happily ever after. That is until the post-credit scene when a bigger bad guy teases the next movie. So I'm really—it's the same formula. <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit tired of that. Um, the Batman versus Superman stuff seems different. That seems different and interesting. Um, the the Suicide Squad stuff doesn't seem different or interesting. Uh, I'm personally not like into any of these big comic books, so I, I don't really have any pre-built-in uh, expectations or attachment to any of the characters. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm otherwise kind of done with the superhero stuff. And then they'll they'll reboot this with different actors, and it'll be a completely different. You know, it's really all right. Enough already. Let's get some uh, original stuff going on here. Please, if you don't mind, that'd be that'd be much appreciated. Bloop. All right, and yeah, I've I've mentioned that before when I saw the the Avengers. Or yeah, you know, I I originally thought <laughs> for whatever reason I thought that the uh, Captain America Civil War would be like some sort of storyline where they make a time machine and go back to the Civil War. I don't know why I got that impression. But uh, apparently it just means that now now the Avengers are fighting each other, but for some reason it's not an Avengers movie, it's a Captain America movie. I don't know what it... I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. Very, very confused. Very confused. But uh, regardless... You know what I have been watching, though, lately is Mr. Robot. Maybe that's why I'm like, having these weird psychotic episodes before I try to fall asleep, because that, that show will mess you up, man, in a good way. It's a good show. Um, it, the the first episode, like, there's a lot of plot that's kind of set forth. Uh, if you kind of go with the understanding that for the next, you know, eight 
episodes, none of that is really going to transpire, but you're going to get a lot of good kind of backstory and kind of this and that and the other, and um, it'll eventually start to unfold. Uh, as long as you have that expectation, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying Mr. Robot. Robots! Uh, but yeah, otherwise it is it is quite the, the, the mind game sort of a show. But anyway, yeah, thanks for all these questions. Uh, I apologize to the furry community if I've offended you. I, I didn't, I meant no such thing. I mean, that's for you to decide, not me. But I say continue on with your, 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 your furriness. And, uh, by all means, enjoy, have fun, don't hurt me. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, anyway, uh, thank you so much for watching. It's a weird episode. And, um, We'll uh, continue walking in the next episode, uh, which will come out on Saturday. And uh, I hope you enjoyed. Uh, go to farlinesandbus.com to keep uh, donating to Child's Play charity. And uh, that'll be much appreciated. And that is how you can support, uh, you can show your support, ex excuse me, for this series. My name is Kurt. Thanks so much for watching. I will see you next time. <laughs> Suddenly you have a brain tumor. Ah!